the word ekphrasis comes from the Greek for the description of the work of art produced as a rhetorical exercise. It is a vivid, often dramatic, verbal description of a visual art piece. Hi, hello. Hello. This is Dora Mesidou. Welcome to The Acrastic, a podcast where we paint pictures with words. Today's subject, Dio Warfield. He's a critically acclaimed creative designer and artist, roundly respected and highly accomplished as a creative crusader for pop culture's royalty. We'll get to know him a little bit better, but first, let's get into some art news. Oh, okay. So we've been talking about this for the past couple months and last time I did a deep dive on okay I'm not gonna bear the lead here we're talking NFTs last time I did a deep dive into NFTs and um, I'm a bit skeptical I've been a bit skeptical uh, so call me biased but maybe this is why this particular article stuck out to me I'm reading from the art newspaper here uh, an April uh, edition written by Amy uh, Shaw and it's entitled, Sorry to Burst Your Bubble, hint, hint, NFT prices slump 70%. Byline saying uh, sales for NFT links linked to art dropped from 16.7 mil to 12.5 mil. But experts say it's not a permanent dip. What experts? What experts? We just invented this NFT thing. There's NFT experts now? Okay, let's see what the article is talking about. Scam, pyramid scheme, and tech speculation bubble. Such have been the more cynical responses to the meteoric rise of the NFT, non-fungible token. So has the boom gone bust already? They continue. Perhaps, according to recent figures published by nonfungible.com, there's a website, whatever, (laughs) which show that the average price of NFTs plummeted about 70% from a peak around 4,000 in mid-February to around 1,400 earlier this week. And this was back in April. Since Bloomberg uh, first reported the price crash on um, the 3rd of April, sales have continued to decline. Looking specifically at the market for NFTs linked to art, considered to be more frothy than the market for NFTs representing music and film, sales dipped from 16.7 mil to 12.5 mil over the past five days. Given the inflationary hype surrounding NFTs, which reached terminal velocity with the 69 million Beeple sale on uh, the 11th of March, many say a price drop was a matter of when, not if. As Melissa Gilmore, the founder of the London-based NFT agency Lillian Piper puts it, there's a London-based NFT agency already. People are not wasting time just throwing good money after bad. Okay. Uh, she goes on to say, a, dry, a drop in value was inevitable. There has been an oversaturation of platforms and it's getting hard to differentiate and navigate. Add to this reports of scams, issues with compatibility across marketplace and questions marks, um, question marks over ownership and authentication and a downturn looked inevitable. However, as Gilmore points out, some art is holding its own and I don't think it's a permanent drop. She adds, there are elements of hype circle in this one, aka hype beast, but we still see it as an immense long-term opportunity. 
I doubt it, but let, let's let the professionals uh, speak here. Indeed, other data suggests NFTs are making sizable gains this year. Over the first quarter of 2021, the market value of 38 NFTs tracked by CoinMarketCap mushroomed more than eightfold to $22.5 billion. Meanwhile, NFT Investment, a company formed by the founders of Argo Blockchain, which is floating on the London stock market later this month, is doubling the size of its initial public offering to 20 million euro to meet the demand. In a bid to, in a bid to counter inflated markets, Gilmore says she encouraged the artists she works with, including Adam Broomberg, uh, unskilled worker and hypervague, to take a long-term view with her. Aligning prices in the physical and digital realms, artists owning their own smart contracts and continually engaging with collectors are all ways of mitigating boom and bust situations. Nonetheless, Gilmore warns that they're, they're all in for a bumpy ride through ultimately, though ultimately she believes that digital ownership of assets is a certain outcome. I'm not so certain. Today, NFTs have mainly been a boon for so-called crypto bros who have bought into the Ethereum uh, network. The question is whether the NFT market can move away from a pyramid scheme type scenario which rewards early investors towards something more sustainable and, ex and inclusive. Um, not only early investors for myself, I think that um, it's not for the average investor at all. Early, late, or whatever. It's for folks that are already celebrities, that are already uh, influencers, that already have a uh, uh, an inherent marketplace that they can tap into, that they've already curated for other purposes, that they can um, tap into for distributing or selling or bidding on any NFT, any NFT that they may create. Um, so that's just what I think it is. But to, to, to round this thing off, uh, as Bloomberg says, the world of NFTs is where marketing is the art and the currency is the content, which like our art world, with, uh, but with less pretense. The demographic of the broader crypto world is more frightening, though. Uh, tech bro is short for white, heteronormative men with an evangelical libertarian spirit. I feel like I could draw a picture of this person <laughs> with those characteristics right there. Um, they are the generation that an unregulated Silicon Valley has created. And I would go as far as to say that crypto might be the currency of the alt-right. According to Jamie Anson, who runs Ethereum London events, the next step is to optimize NFTs for collectors. In other words, to promote the ownership economy as well as the creator economy. They are... Uh, they are two sides of the same coin. Once we have balance, uh, we will have sustainability, he says. And so that's what they think about the NFT market. I think it's a bubble. It may not have burst just yet, and there's ups and downs. Um, but this first drop of 70% should give people a hint. Get while the getting is good. You know, uh, we'll continue to the next article here. It's also coming from the art newspaper. Smithsonian will reopen eight museums and other venues in May after more than five month closures. This is also uh, written back in April. I'm recording right now. Today's May 1st. The Smithsonian Institution of Washington, D.C. announced today that it will reopen eight of its venues to the public on a staggered schedule in May after hiatus of more than five months. It is the second reopening after the initial closure in March 2020 due to COVID-19. 
Between last July and October, the Smithsonian had previously reopened eight facilities before closing to the public again on the 23rd of November amid a spike in the uh, COVID uh, cases. Visitors must reserve free time entry passes for all open locations and observe various safety restrictions such as mask wearing and maintaining social distancing. Tours and events remain suspended. The Stephen F. Udvar Hazi Center in Chantilly, Virginia, devoted to ex exhibitions um, revolving around spaceflight, uh, will reopen in uh, on the 5th of May. On the 14th of May, the Smithsonian will greet visitors at the National Museum of African American History and Culture. Uh, that's one of my favorites. Um, African American Museum. I've been there at least six times. Uh, a lot of folks, um, I remember when it was early on, it was hard for people to get in there. Uh, but me using my military ID and everything, I um, was able to skip the line. So that was cool. And I, so I've been there at least four times. And I've been there four, four, at least four times, maybe six times. Uh, and I still haven't seen the entire place. So looking forward to getting back up in there. The National Museum of American History, the National Museum of the American Indian, and the National Zoo will reopen on the 21st of May. That's dope. I definitely want to check out the, the, uh, the zoo. I haven't been there forever. Some, exhibi some exhibitions have been extended in view of the COVID-19 interruptions, including the Smithsonian Art Museum, where is this, which was open for just three days in November before the institution closed for the second time. It will run from 14 May to August 8th. Other Smithsonian art museums remain closed, including the Hirshhorn Museum and Sculptor Gal uh, Garden, the uh, Author Sackler Gallery, and a bunch of the ones that's listed here. But also shuttered are the National Air and Space Museum, and Acacia Community Museum, and another bunch of museums that are listed here. Okay, so the National Gallery of Art, meanwhile, says that its West Building will reopen on May 14th, with limited visitor capacity and time tickets. It closed for a second time back in November, uh, the 21st of November. The institution hopes to reopen its West Building in June, but in the meantime, it says the public can view K. Rosen's Sorry, a temporary installment at its 4th Street entrance. Now, this is, uh, it's called me, you know, I'm a bit of a homer here. This is a, a, a local museum for me. I'm, I'm here in the DMV area. Uh, so I'm definitely looking forward to checking out these museums once they open up. The Smithsonian's are all over the place here. You could throw a stone and hit, hit one of these museums. So looking forward to that opening up. But now we can get into the article that I've been <laughs> really fascinated by this topic. Uh, you may have come across your, your timeline and in, in whatever form or fashion, whether if it's Twitter or Instagram, but you've probably seen this. Um, it, he, it went viral. He went viral. He's the king of going viral. And who we're talking about here is Lil Nas X. This final article is in the art list. Um, and and uh, basically it's titled Mischief Artist Collective uh, Nike Blocks Sale of Modified 666 Satan Shoes. So uh, Lil Nas X uh, has a new song and or I don't know if he has a new album, but I know there's definitely a new song out. And um, he is... Uh, partnering with Mischief, uh, M-S-C-H-F, you know, with all the vowels gone. Uh, Mischief is, they're, they're, they're pre pretty much, not performance art, but um, controversy art, I guess, <laughs> that they, they do. But anyways, they, they took a Nike shoe and they modified it. Devil shoes, they call them the Satan shoes. And Lil Nas X promoted his head. He had a music video out um, that uh, is called uh, Call Me By Your Name. And 
and you know co-starring um <laughs> lucifer himself uh and so you know the twitter and and all those social media just went wild and went viral so let, let's read um how these guys put it so nike says that mischief the art collective which made satan shoes that contain a drop of human blood in the souls has agreed to issue a voluntary recall as part of a legal settlement mischief will now offer a full refund to customers in order to remove the shoes from circulation no further details were made public concerning the legal settlement which included jesus shoes also produced by mischief in 2019 using the air max 97 as a canvas for their artwork mischief is a brooklyn-based art collective artist collective um have lost they've lost their case against nike after producing and selling a controversial line of modified nike air max 97 shoes titled satan shoes uh and as i mentioned it contained a drop of real human blood now i wonder if it was really human blood i mean if you put some chicken blood in there or if you put red dye like who would know the difference right so unless somebody tested i don't know uh but nike stated in their case that the shoes were an infringement of their trademark and must be removed from sale uh, so the article officially begins here with the line mischief has produced a wide range of appropriated artwork ranging from repurposed luxury brand items uh, browser plugins to sneakers physical products social media channels and photographs the group announces the availability of their work in numbered drops the collective was found in 2016 by gabrielle whaley who acts as its ceo this is the same group that purchased a uh, damien hurst spot print and sold off the segments severed spots was purchased uh for thirty thousand uh, dollars the work was uh then cut and sold as individual spots for 480 dollars each a second work consisted of the leftover paper titled 88 holes sold for 261 thousand dollars <laughs> this year the collective created birkenstocks a line of sandals made from cut up Hermes Birkin bag, uh, Hermes, I don't know, out of my price range, Hermes Birkin bags. Uh, this latest artwork, a, col a collaboration with rapper Lil Nas X, Mischief have released a modified Nike Air Max 97 shoe called the Satan Shoe in an addition, in, in an addition of 666. The shoes were offered online for $1,000 in an apparent reference to Bible verse luke 10 18 they featured a bronze pentagram an inverted cross and a drop of real human blood in their soul and sold out in the first minutes of being available for sale nike soon after man they sold out yo if somebody had got their hands on one of these especially with nike banning them and everything lawsuits and all that these shoes you hold on to and put them in your closet for a couple of years you paid a thousand dollars this okay this could be an investment this is actually better than an nft at least you physically have something that you <laughs> that you own but i digress the case was heard um earlier in the week and the judge ruled that mischief must stop fulfilling orders for its satan shoes in a trademark infringement lawsuit brought by nike nike filed the lawsuit for a temporary restraining order to uh, uh tuesday asking the court to keep mischief from issuing orders using any nike work and referring to nike's logo that's probably what where they went wrong there with the shoes they still have the nike check on there <laughs> you know they were blatant with it they were blatant with it but um um what are you gonna do that's, how, that's part of uh selling selling the game so I, I i can appreciate that 
uh, uh, or we'll continue. So Mischief was reported to have received 11 million in funding. It has reported its value as being 200 million following a private funding deal with a venture capital group Founders Fund. The release of the Satan Shoes over the Easter period coincides with Lil Nas X's latest single, Montero, Call Me By Your Name, and it's accompanying his music video. And the music video is wild. I suggest you look it up. The song is a good song too, um, but, but the video is distracting. In the video, Lil Nas X, an openly gay recording artist whose real name is Montero Lamar Hill, is seduced out of what appears to be the Garden of Eden falls into hell and gives the devil a lap dance <laughs> now I wanna, that's pretty accurate but i wouldn't say he fell into hell he rode a stripper pole thousands of miles down to hell it just, i mean if you're gonna go right if you gotta go <laughs> that's the way to go down there right the music video which has been viewed over more than 50 million times since uh friday when it came out Mischief released the following statement. The following is an official statement regarding to the court case between Mischief and Nike. Mischief is a conceptual art collective known for interventions that engage fashion, art, tech, and capitalism in various often unexpected mediums. We believe it is better to make art than uh, that participates directly in its subject matter. It is stronger to do a thing than to, to talk about a thing. Mischief makes artwork that live directly in the systems they critique. Instead of hiding inside white-walled galleries, there is no better way to start a conversation about consumer culture than by participating in consumer culture. We choose a specific medium to engage with a specific subject matter. We will make shoes, stream videos, publish books, make paintings and sculpture, build apps um, or web services. Everything is in service to the concept. Mischief is fully context uh what is this word chameleonic chameleonic i think that's it chameleonic like you blend in right mischief is fully context chameleonic blend in into the context i learned a new word today <laughs> over a year um over a year ago we released this jesus shoes as a manifested uh speculative artwork jesus shoes conflates celebrity collab culture and brand worship with religious worship into a limited edition line of art objects. Last week's release of the Satan Shoes in collaboration with Lil Nas X was no different. Satan Shoes started a conversation while also living natively in its space. It is art created for people to observe, speculate on, purchase, and own. Heresy only exists in relation to doctrine. Who is Nike to censor one but not the other? Satan is as much part of the art historic canon as Jesus, from Renaissance helmets to Milton. Uh, basically what they're saying right there is that when the Jesus shoes came out in 2019, Nike didn't sue them to discontinue it, but as soon as the Satan one comes out, um, now they got something to say. Final sentence here. Satan exists as a challenger to the ultimate authority. We were delighted to work with Lil Nas X on Satan Shoes and continue his dialogue. So that was a, a wild ride while it lasted. Um, I was following the trend on uh, on Twitter and uh, in, in the comment sections on the video. Um, it was all on the news programs and everything. So the point of Lil Nas X, um, he's, he knows how to go viral. 
uh, since the beginning of his career. And he is really good at social media. And you're not going to beat him. All that uh, they ended up doing with the lawsuit and the people clutching their pearls and everything just just brought more viewership to the video. Just caused the song to, 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 to stream even further, even more. Oh, brilliant. Brilliant job, young man. <laughs> keep it up. And um, these folks will keep clutching their pearls. Uh, not realizing uh, or not uh, or the hypocrisy of the things that they listen to, the music that they jammed out to when they're growing up and everything. But now everybody want to act like they're too, they're too sanctified <laughs> to have some fun with the tropes of uh, of our culture. So, I guess that's just you know, Satanic Panic 2021 version. What do you know? But that's it for our art news today. Very interesting stuff going on. NFTs, I would say stay away from them. Uh, go check out a museum. They're opening up now. And check out the video, uh, Montero, uh, by Lil Nas X. Back to our artist, D.L. Warfield. Derek D.L. Warfield is a graduate of Washington University School of Fine Arts. He went there under scholarship for track and field as, as well as football, where he was team captain and first team all-conference all for both sports. DL won eight conference champions, uh, championships as a sprinter in the 100-meter and 200-meter dashes while earning a bachelor's degree in painting. He says that growing up, he took plenty of art-related courses in high school. His teachers urged him to become an architect, but he kept his options open. He also entertained thoughts of zoology, though his path was quickly diverted upon entering his freshman year at Washington U in St. Louis. Too many, too many science classes for me, he joked. During his junior year of college, a part-time job at a popular uh, clothing store led to Warfield's interest while doing an internship with the store's parent company, Edison Brothers Stores. After earning his degree in painting, he continued his career for Edison Brothers and worked his way up, intent upon building an illustrious career for a found, from a foundational position. Uh, the St. Louis native soon became uh, designated as a product developer and designer for the fashion retail corporation, creating logos, clothing designs for their super successful Oak Tree Shifties and Factory brand division. After Edison Brothers, legendary hip-hop label Tommy Boy knocked on D.L. Warfield's door to head its clothing line. He was responsible for designing t-shirts, sweatshirts, jackets, and hats. During his time with the New York-based label, he bought a computer and spent a year teaching himself Photoshop, Adobe Illustrator, Quark Express, Painter, Price 3D, and Macromedia Flash. Those skills came in handy when he was pegged to head LaFace Records' creative department in 1995. Um, that's a record label started by L.A. Reid and uh, Babyface, actually. Supervising a staff of four, the department was responsible for creating the materials used to promote the powerhouse label's projects, uh, including uh, cover photo, uh, any album accompanying producer credits, um, and linear notes for the likes of Outcasts um, on uh, ATLians, Goody Mob, Tony Braxton, and uh, TLC's uh, fan mail CDs. So painting was his earliest dance with the creative. Uh, he, he says that art is something that he's always done. 
uh, in elementary school, I used to get in trouble for drawing during reading time. My gift for art is somewhat genetic since there are artists on both sides of my family, he says. Using mediums such as metal, wood, denim, leather, iron, and mercury glass, his work represents his various interpretations of American life. In his flag series, he makes an appeal to corporate and hip-hop culture to people who openly criticize America and its contradictions, and to people who embrace those inconsistencies. In today's ekphrastic poem, we're going to take a different spin on uh, around the block. Um, we're gonna uh, we're gonna talk about album art. Album art is the primary way that musicians and visual artists are able to collaborate, and many iconic album covers are simultaneously iconic pieces of pop art. Actually, so again, this is going to be a description of a visual art piece. As I'm speaking, I want you to visit the the ekphrastic page on my website darwindocker.com. Check the show notes, there should be a link there. At the website, you will find a catalog of all the artwork we discuss. And to, to accompany today's reading, I want you to pull up the image of AT Aliens. This is the second studio album by the legendary hip-hop duo, Outkast. And we're just basically looking at the album cover. I'll give you a second to search for it in your browser. Before one, two dope boys united to form, irrespective of all empirical conditions, AT aliens for the portmanteau, from space-time to a city near you, spontaneous but under the influence, with the exception of necessity, of course, the South got something to say. Elevators all up in your atmosphere. Where do you get off? It's practical, it's intractable, indispensable, but it's defensible. Let us suppose that our knowledge can thereby determine in its totality the human resolve. We can reduce that, infuse that with the lion-hearted, give it wheels of steel, the brains of a straw man, dilly departed. On your journey, follow the sound over the woods and through the hills, cross the mainstream, listen for the wailing, it's Babylon calling. Clicking your heels, scared to voice how you feel, picking cotton from the killing fields with no toto, I don't think we in Kansas no moto. Fare thee well, Jazzy Bell, chasing with wasted features, who tried and failed for a millennium to reach her, but alas, the likes of which would ever last, one of one, and they called themselves outcasts. You were forewarned, two dope boys united to form. Behold, the magical Negro. Since 2001, Dio has run his own firm, Goldfinger Creative, and makes art. In their bio, they list inspirations as the American Dream, Madonna, Moonwalking, Disney World, Art Students, Deadlines, Hype Williams, Steve Jobs, Fresh Sneakers, B-Boys, Albert Watson, Endorsement Deals, Tim Burton, Andy Warhol, and, children's la and Children Laughing. His clients include Nike, DreamWorks, Universal Records, Coca-Cola, HBO, Adidas, even Sony. His works have been exhibited at Art Basel in Miami, NYU, Studio B, and Rosenfield Gallery. You may even have him in your home right now. Your favorite artist's album cover, perhaps, was by D.L. Warfield. It's been great getting to know him a little bit better. 
Thanks for joining me on that ride. For this and other artwork we discuss, please visit www.darwindarker.com backslash ekfrasted. It's where you can find all this stuff catalog for your viewing pleasure. If you like the show, or if you want to leave some creative feedback, please rate us five stars, five stars only. <laughs> and leave a comment. That's always helpful. Another great way to support the show is to share it on your socials, Facebook, Twitter, WhatsApp. We'll take it. Again, I'm Dara Mesadu. Thanks for listening to The Acrastic.